All right, let's dive right into this. I really want to get done. We're in Galatians chapter chapter 5. And I told y'all from last week, we looked at what is the fruit? What should the church, what fruit should the church be showing? What should the church not be showing? Right? Galatians chapter, chapters 1 through 5 have been all about Paul trying to straighten out the church. The church has been, has been on fire, has gotten the word, has believed, and then has turned. Gone into, gone into kind of their own way. Wanting to go back to their way, going back under the law, going back to their works. And the, Paul has been trying to say, no, 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 we got to get this right. And uh, let's just look at it right here. This is the works of the flesh. Scripture gives us here, uh, starting in verse 19, a description of how to take account of where you are. Where are we as a church? Where are we individually? Do we line up with the works of the flesh or do we line up with the works of the Spirit? Are we kind of in the middle? Do we need a little bit of correction? Do we need a little bit of help? And I'd say, yeah, I need a little bit of help personally. I, I, I can't tell you that I'm doing all the fruits of the Spirit correctly and with the fullness of what God desires. But let's look at it. Verse 19. You got your Bibles? Chapter 5, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are idolatry, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit. I'm sorry, um, Blake, you're going to have to stay with me if you don't mind. Those uh, those, where am I? Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I'm just going to tell you, I, I know that this is not um, public speaking 101. This is not what they would promote, but my head's spinning a little bit with everything that's going on from the stage being different to me being crammed up here in the front to hearing different things. I know y'all could tell probably a difference in worship. The Lord is coming, and I've got an, not an uneasiness and excitement in my spirit. And, um, uh, and anxious isn't the word, but I, I'm, I'm, can I say uneasy in a positive way? I feel, I feel like uh, I hear the train coming. It's coming around the bend. I, I, can, I, can, feel, I can feel it coming. And, uh, uh, and to everyone's, um, to no one's doing anything wrong. Blake, you're right, you're fine. I got my little clicker in my hand, but I can't hardly think. So everybody's, you just bear with me because the Lord's got a message for you today and we need to learn about these sins. Let's look at them real, real quickly. And I don't want to be too quick. This is what not to do. This is what should not be going, in the, going on in the church. However, it goes on in the church. Number one, and these are sexual sins. We're going to categorize these as sexual sins. The first four, adultery. Adultery. We know what adultery is. Voluntary sexual intercourse between a married man and someone other than his wife or between a married woman and someone other than her husband. If you're in a relationship with another married person, you fit this right here. I didn't say that wrong. Another married person. No, no, hang on. Voluntary sexual intercourse between a married man and someone other than his wife. Okay, if you're married and you're in a relationship with someone other than your wife, men, you, that's where you go, that's me. Don't be afraid. This scripture is here to identify our sin and then the Lord gives us the answer to how to deal with our sin. 
All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all in it together. Now, now don't, don't get offended. Don't let the word of God offend you. Okay, fornication. What's that? Consensual sexual intercourse between two persons not married to each other. So if you're in a relationship outside of marriage that is physical and sexual in nature, it's wrong. There is no other way to look at it. It's wrong. It's sin. God views it as sin. Amen? All right. Next, still under sexual sin is uncleanliness, which is morally or spiritually impure. And then finally, lewdness, which is evil, wicked, obscene, and vulgar. Evil, wicked, obscene, and vulgar. Don't let these be like water off a duck's back. Let this sink in and let us let 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 us let the Lord bring correction to our life. We are here to receive from the Lord. We're here to have hope hopefully God will clean up our mess. Well, part of cleaning up our mess is cleaning up our sin. It's not fixing our problem, it's fixing the root of our problem. And that's what we desire here. That's why Paul has given us these scriptures. The next set of uh, um, flesh, works of the flesh, are pagan religion. First one is idolatry. The worship of a physical object as a God. Maybe it's your money. Maybe it's things. What is it? You know, what have you got that is in place of God? And next is sorcery. Do we know what that is? It's gaining power from, an, from the assistance or control of evil spirits, especially from divining uh, tarot cards, palm readings, horoscopes, psy, uh, psychics. And let me tell you, it's so easy to do. Even if you allow a fortune cookie to lead you in your day. Fortune cookies are the stupidest thing ever. You will encounter someone today. Man, that's deep. I bet I do. Wow, that was right. Come on. Your numbers for today, 4, 18, 22, what, whatever, shut up. Looking for guidance from something other than the Lord. Stop doing it. It's sin. Next, and there's a lot under this category, which is temper. Everybody say temper. Who's got a temper? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, woo, it's me. Hatred. Intense hostility and aversion, usually deriving from fear. You know where hatred comes out of? Fear. Fear. We're afraid of something. Anger, sense of injury, extreme dislike. Next is what? Contentions. That's to struggle and argue. I believe it's a spirit of arguing. You know people like that? Are you like that? Let me tell you, I have been like that. I've been one that likes to argue. Likes to mix it up. And when it becomes a spirit of arguing just for the sake of messing people up, just to come and ruin your day, or to show you that I'm in control of you. You know that arguing and that kind of spirit can be manipulative and controlling? 
That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying you just argue every now and then. I mean, we all argue. We all have, we all mix it up a little bit and we rub up against each other. But I'm talking about a spirit of arguing. What else? Jealousies. That's a big one. Jealousies. Intolerant of rivalry or unfaithfulness. Disposed to suspect rivalry or unfaithfulness. Jealousies. Let me tell you, a jealous spirit, something that will drive you crazy. Let me tell you, if I have a thought about another man with my wife, I will go crazy. Now, that's proper jealousy. You know God's jealous for me? And the thought of anyone getting me other than him, do you know that God's a God, that, that God can have wrath? He can. And he hates it when anybody gets me other than him. He hates it when anybody other than him has you. But sometimes jealousies where maybe I want what you've got or I'm jealous in the incorrect way. I know that we've all experienced that. Jealousies. Let's go to the next one. Wrath. Wrath. Outbursts of wrath is what it says. Do you have an outburst? Do you, does your temper just outburst regularly? Have you ever gotten so angry that you've lost control? Outbursts of wrath. What else? Selfish ambitions. That's a biggie. That's a biggie. Done for me. Do you know the wisdom of, the wisdom of God is the opposite of selfish ambitions? The wisdom of man comes from self. The wisdom of God does not come from self. It lays self down. So selfish ambitions. What else? What comes after that? Dissensions. What does that mean? Disagreement that causes people in a group to argue about something that's important to them. I think this and contentions are very similar. It's, again, that spirit of arguing. Have you ever heard somebody argue just so that they could be heard? They don't have anything to say except they just want to be a problem. All right. Heresies. An opinion or doctrine contrary to church dogma. What does that mean? Something that goes against the Word of God. And you're trying to sell it as though it's right. Then next to is envy. Painful, resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another, joined with a desire to possess that same advantage. You see things good happen to someone else and you start envying in your heart. You start stirring in your heart how that can be yours. You want that. I want that. Resentful awareness of something that someone else has gotten with the desire and the drive to get it. It's more than just saying, man, I like that. I like that. That looks nice. That, I like that. But starting to connive to get it. I've done that. Have you done that? Next is murders. I think we know what that is. Next is, next are the last two is, is under the category of drunkenness. And of course, the first one is drunkenness. Can I tell you, church, it is a sin to be drunk. It is sin. Are you partying 
Where are you? Are you coming to church one day and then you're living it up the next? That is sin. And then finally, revels, revelries. What is revelries? It's noisy partying or merrymaking. It's sin. The same as adultery is sin. Sin is sin. Amen? So, with all that said, with this list, I think that probably all of us could find some areas that we need some cleaning to do. All of us. When we recognize that God judges our thoughts and our motives as well as our actions, even this list that we've just looked at can be discouraging. Jesus said that adultery is wrong, but do you know that lusting after a woman in your heart is wrong too? Where you allow your heart to go, the Lord also watches it. He, you, know what he's, you know what he's saying? If you'll take care of where your heart goes, you won't go to that far point. Amen? That's what it says in Matthew 5, 27 and 28. But murder is wrong, obviously. But anger toward another makes us susceptible to judgment. Matthew 5, 20 and 20, 21 and 22. So everything on this list can be internalized and applied to our inner being as well as our actions. You know, I think that it is absolutely God's plan that here we sit on the brink of an evangelism crusade. And the Lord's trying to clean up our sin. We, the church has got to be ready to receive the people that the Lord wants to send in here. Into his kingdom. He doesn't want to send them into a big pile of sin. Forgive us, Lord. Just ask you, Lord, to forgive us. But, the, but Paul does not leave us without an answer. Look what he says here in Galatians 5, 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That is such a powerful verse. It tells me that if I will walk in the Spirit, if I will choose to walk God's way, that the, that the temptations of the flesh will not overcome me. Are you struggling in the flesh? You're not walking in the Spirit. It says if you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the solution for our struggle with the flesh is simply to walk in the Spirit. Let's skip to verse 22 and verse 23. Let's look at the fruits. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Let me tell you, only the Holy Spirit can produce this fruit. Only the Holy Spirit can produce this fruit. Can you see that if we are walking in the Spirit, if we are walking with Christ, we will produce fruit. It is a given. If you are not producing fruit, then we have missed it somewhere. Praise God it's not too late. 
you can start walking today. If you are still battling with some of those sins that you saw there, you don't have to anymore, but you have to walk. You have to walk in the Spirit. You cannot produce this fruit playing a game. Do you know that when you, when you have an apple tree and you've planted it in, in good soil and it's been watered and it's rained and there's over age it's grown and all of a sudden it starts producing apples, that the tree is not in there thinking, okay, now's the time to produce apples. And out of its, out of its effort, it produces fruit? No, it's not out of its effort. It's out of what's being fed into it. It's out of what it's been created to do. And when we connect to Christ, and when we get connected to the vine, it says to abide in the vine, to remain connected to the vine. When we connect, we don't have to try to produce these fruits. They will produce out of our connection to Christ. It doesn't say if you walk in the Spirit, then go out here and do all these things so that you will show fruit. Nope. If you will walk in the Spirit, these fruits will start coming out of you. You don't have to think about producing an apple out of your body. You don't have to think about producing gentleness and self-control. They will produce themselves as fruit out of you being connected to Christ and walking according to the Spirit. Man. Come on. I don't have to, self-control will come. How many of you are battling self-control? Self-control will come when you walk in the Spirit. This lust over women or over men or over pornography will go when you walk in the Spirit. These things over addictions, these things over your life, over your children, teach them to walk in the Spirit. They will overcome the things that are, that are coming at them. It says that we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. We have to walk under that word. Come on. When you're truly led by the Spirit, or can I phrase it, when you're truly a Christian... When you begin walking according to a biblical Christian, God produces all of these graces. Again, let me break these apart for you and we'll close. Fruit produced by the Holy Spirit. Attitudes toward God. And, they, you know, these can, be, these can be mixed a little bit. Love, joy, and peace. Relationships, social relationships we see here as long-suffering, kindness, and goodness. Christian conduct or your character, your Christian character comes faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let me tell you, when you start walking in the Spirit, you will become a different person. Your character will be found and overtaken by His character. It says that if I will walk in the Spirit, He will produce this in me. This may not be me now, but when I start walking in the Spirit, this is what I should look for. Am I able to hang in there with someone that's hurting a little bit longer than I did before? Can I suffer through it and help them get through it? How many of you know relationships needs long suffering? So many times we're not willing to do it. I believe it's because we are not completely connected to Christ. Christ doesn't bail on us. Right? Never. Verse 24. Let's jump to verse 24. 
And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Here it is. Oh. Come on. Oh, is it not there, Blake? Verse 24. Y'all open up your Bibles with me. Blake, put that up on Pro Presenter for me. Verse 24. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. With its passions and desires. What does that mean? The things, the things that are outside of the will of God that are still in your there's still passions and desires, they have got to be crucified. They have got to be given to the Lord. Crucified with its flesh. You know what that is? That's repentance. That's turning from what you desire to what he desires. We're not anxious to die to our own desires. And you know what? It's just what Brother Rick said just a minute ago. People are not willing to receive the Lord until they have lost everything. And so many times we're not willing to give up our desires and our passions until we hit rock bottom. And when, when we finally start reaping what we sowed. So many people sow to the flesh then pray for a crop failure. Did you catch that? So many people sow to the flesh but pray for a crop failure. You don't want to reap what you've been sowing. You sow in the flesh but you pray for a, you pray for a harvest out of God's spirit. Well, it doesn't work that way. You reap what you sow. So we've got to start sowing what, we, what, what the Lord wants, not what we want. Do we want the blessings of the Lord? Then we have to sow accordingly. The problem is we sow in the flesh and pray that the Lord won't, won't bless that, but will give us his blessing anyway. Well, good luck with that. God has instituted the law of sowing and reaping, and although repentance can cut off some of that in the harvest, for, most, for the most part, you will reap in accordance to what you sow. Sow, sow, S-O, sow, crucify the flesh in order to walk in the Spirit. Verse 25. If we walk in the Spirit, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. you got to walk. It mean, you know what this word walk means? It means to walk in line with. Not some zombie walking in the Spirit. Walking in line with the Spirit. Walking along the path that the Lord has set before us. Now, I wanna, I'm done. That's it. I want to charge you this morning. Will you walk the line? We have to walk out of here. And we're going to get to walk either in the spirit or in the flesh. And I want to encourage you. Do you need breakthrough? I can pray with you until we're blue in the face. But we have got to start sowing. We've got to get seed in the ground according to God's word. We can pray and pray for a turn. But let me tell you, you can't walk out of here and keep living like you've been living and expect a different return. If, if you want breakthrough, you've got to walk in the Spirit first. It doesn't say that you will, you will get everything and then walk in the Spirit. No, you walk in the Spirit. Then it comes. We have to walk. We have to get up and out of here and go invite somebody and cast our nets. You will not catch a fish without fishing. Will it show up in the mail? A fish? I hope not. That would stink. Wouldn't it? It's not the kind of fish I want. I want fresh fish. I want to cast my, cast my, cast, cast my net. 
so that the Lord can fill it. How can the Lord fill a net that hasn't been cast? Go invite somebody. Bring somebody in. I'm telling you, you're going to receive. You're not going to go out of here empty. You're going to go out of here full. But the person you brought just might give their heart to the Lord. And where they're living a certain life this week, next week, they won't be. Where their life is a life of disaster and failure, next week will be a life of hope and a future. Can you imagine the impact you can have on somebody this week? Cast your net. Walk the line. Let's get up and let's walk out of here differently with a different mindset. Change your mind. Stand up with me if y'all don't mind. Thank y'all for, 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 for going with me right here through these lists of sins. I know it's hard. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just, I just, uh, I just thank you for the, for the provision on the cross, Lord, that's given us the power over sin. But, Lord, we have to walk it out. We have to apply your word. We have to be connected to the vine so that that power can flow into us and produce what it is that you desire. We're desiring breakthrough. We have got to change. There will be evidence that you are a Christ follower by your fruit. Lord, let this church produce fruit. Lord, I ask right now for forgiveness over our sin. Right where you sit, I want you just to ask right now for forgiveness over your sin. The word that John the Baptist, the word that Jesus Christ himself preached was repent. Repent for the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is at hand. Let me tell you, Satan is about to go down tonight. And I want to encourage you, church, repent. Come clean before the Lord. If you will confess your sin, then he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. Will you confess it? Forgive us, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for my thoughts. Forgive me, Lord, for my actions. Forgive me, Lord, for my temper, for the words that come out of my mouth. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I ask forgiveness, and Lord, I choose this day to stop speaking like that, to stop thinking like that, to take my thoughts captive, to apply your word to my life, and to try my best to walk in the Spirit. And Lord, as I walk this thing out and I fall down and I get back up, Lord, give me grace and mercy. But Lord, produce fruit in me. And Lord, produce fruit in this congregation. Give us breakthrough. Do you know Jesus? Receive Jesus right now where you sit. Just say, I need you, Jesus. My life's falling apart. I'm a sinner. Save me, Jesus. I receive you with all my heart. Save me. It says all that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Receive him this morning. Do you need a breakthrough? Do you need somebody to lay hands on you and the sick to recover? Let us pray with you. And let's do that right now. If you need prayer, if you need breakthrough, whatever you need, don't leave here in want. Leave here full. Leave here with your answers that you need. We want to pray with you. We want to give you breakthrough right now. Don't leave here empty-handed. If you're in need, come.
Those that are ministering, step on out with me if you don't mind as Miss Tammy sings. Step out and let's start this process of walking in the Spirit right now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.